uh, but most of us, we live in the past and that's the issue. Live in the moment, you know, tomorrow's not promised, but you got to go in 24 hours and, and give it your best. Who would have thought that those dark, scary storms you're facing could clear away all of the clutter in your life so that God could give you crystal clarity? Welcome back to the Riskers podcast. Today, we welcome Rudy Treminio, a.k.a. El Patron. Rudy has run multiple successful car dealerships, and we helped Rudy write his first book, Game Changer, the story of how he went from a jail cell to half a billion in car sales. If you're looking for ways to take your risk, Rudy has great insight on shifting your mindset so that you capitalize on every opportunity you're presented with. So the big question is this, how do Jesus-loving entrepreneurs, pastors, and driven men and women of faith like us who are taking risks to pursue their kingdom calling, how do we get our mission, the problem we're working to solve, the pain we're striving to heal, how do we fully realize it here on earth? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Caleb Brakey, and welcome to the Riskers Podcast. Everyone, welcome Rudy Tremenio to the Riskers Podcast, better known as El Patron. And I was just asking you about this, where this came from. El Patron, where'd it come yes, from, man? Sir. So El Patron basically means the bosses of all bosses. And believe it or not, back in 2012, um, there was a show that came about Pablo Escobar, okay? Um, it was on Netflix. It was also on Spanish soap opera, so Univision and stuff like that. So I used to stay after the dealership to watch the show because it took me three hours uh, to, get to, to get home. Uh, so everybody started calling me patrolling at the dealership, you know, because I was the general manager at the time. And it just kind of stuck with me, stuck with me, and I started changing all my social media platforms from Rudy Trinity to El Patron. And, uh, you know, in 2016, I just branded the name like crazy, uh, copyrighted and everything. It's just, now it's just a brand, you know? I like, <laughs> I like that. I like that. I've, I've heard much, uh, people could have been calling you much worse, you know, monikers for, for your personal name, but this one grew into something that was awesome. I love that. It really and did. Rudy, you have a story to tell, man. You... Uh, all the way from El Salvador, you yeah. came up from really nothing. And, and, and now you have a book out on the shelf that shows how you went from nothing to, to over what? A, a, was it a quarter billion in car sales now uh, working in the car business? Yeah, going on 17 years right now, about a half a billion in sales. Um, yeah, I got a crazy story to tell you. You know, obviously, uh, everything's on the book, but uh, came from really humble beginnings. And, uh, in El Salvador, it was more like survival, you know, my, my parents, my mom left me uh, six years old. And, um, you know, I saw me and my mom never really had a good relationship. I felt bitter. We're fine now, but, you know, I didn't catch up to her up until 15 years old. But not knowing back then what the sacrifice she was making uh, to give me a better life, right? And now I see what, what, what it was, and, and I'm, I'm grateful forever, you know, for uh, her, her changing my life, uh, my course, because it could have been really bad. Uh, in El Salvador, all you see is gangs and, 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 and poverty, and it's just bad, you know, it's just bad things. So I came here, I hated the culture, everything's changed, you know, culture shock, different language, I didn't really understand the language, the food was different, I hated it, I was uh, rebellious, and uh, I didn't even graduate high school, man. 
I love it. You wouldn't believe the amount of people I've spoken with on this podcast who think that their past, like yours, is this huge mark against them. And yet when I, when I look at scripture, I hear the words come out of your mouth. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to hear what God did here because this is the exact person God right. uses to show off. So brother, right. how did God start to show off with you? So, you know, I, I was never really a Christian person or anything like that. Um, we used to have Catholics back, back, uh, back in El Salvador. And, you know, I was never kind of like taught that way to go and doctrine and things like that. So I, I believed in, you know, in a higher power, but I wasn't really a relationship with God. Um, so, you know what they say, he chooses you, you don't choose him, right? You, you feel like you're choosing him, but it doesn't really work that way. Um, so I got out of high school, my best friend kills himself at 33 years old, uh, just a few years ago. Um, he starts selling cars at 18, 17 years old, and he's making crazy money driving all of these fancy cars. And I thought it was really selling drugs, to be honest with you. Um, I was delivering pizzas at the time. Uh, my wife's uh, it's a, it's pregnant, you know, we met in, uh, in uh, middle school. She's my wife now. We have four children right now. And um, we're trying to adopt the fifth one right now. So uh, she's pregnant at the time, like delivering pizzas, you know, living in my mom's basement. I'm like, what, what's going to happen? So I decided to go in for an interview in the Bronx. I was living in Long Island. So, you know, they want to give me like a porter position. So it took three tries for me to get uh, hired as a salesperson. And the third time, like, all right, come in, you know, we'll give you a, we'll give you a, we'll start training you. And uh, I didn't have clothes. I said, don't worry about the clothes. I, I'll get the clothes because, you know, I speak Spanish, right? So I thought, you know, with the language, I'll do good. It's the Bronx, a lot of Spanish people. And uh, I started it there. Um, I crushed it, you know, 28 cars was my average. I uh, made $109,000 my first year, uh, 20, uh, this is like 18, 19 years old. So I'm like, wow. So I'm hooked, right? So I'm like, I'm going to get a career out of this. But I took the wrong path, you know, in the car business, there's drugs, there's, there's alcohol, just like any business, you know, there's, there's ups and downs. So and I, didn't, I didn't have God in my, in, in my life at the time. So I was very talented. I was really going up the ranks, made management, captain, all these positions, right? But I wasn't really a disciplined person. So I was a drunk, you know, I used to get drunk all the time and, 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 and do stupid stuff, you know, when you're young and uh, my wife gets arguments all the time. So one night, you know, I just had too many, right? And, and I went and uh, I shut down the, the highway for like seven hours. I hit someone really, really bad uh, with the company car. So the person is paralyzed for the rest of his life, you know, and, uh, and I have to live with that. You know, I was making crazy money at the time. I was almost like five, six years with the business. Um, I could have owned those deals by this time if, if everything would have been fine. And uh, I feel like that was my rock bottom, you know, and people say, you know, I got convicted. I was convicted felony out of that. And basically God gave me another chance, man. That was like my rock bottom. It's like, listen, I, you could have died. The guy could have died. You know, I went away for a little while, came home and uh, basically nobody wanted to hire me. You know, God showed me that, that mercy, right? That look, humble yourself. I understand that you were in this position making all this money. And now, you know, the business, uh, the industry knew me as a, as a drunk that couldn't find, couldn't keep a job. So I said, I'm going to work my hardest and prove everyone and myself that I can be the best. And, and, and that's how El Patron came about. God came into my life about two years after that. You know, my parents kept pushing me to go, to go. And uh, to be honest with you, we went just to shut them up. 
Uh, so like my, my wife's like, you know what? Let's just go, whatever. We were there for three hours. We wouldn't, we wouldn't move. We didn't want to leave church hmm. since that day. Wow. It was great. It was crazy. It was Brother, crazy. that's, um, you know, you, you, you've gone through these phases. You are delivering pizzas to walking into a dealership and, and rising up the ranks super fast. You yeah. have this awful accident, horrible mistake. You, you serve time. Yeah. Jesus comes into the picture. How do things change for you? Where did you really restart to rebuild? We had talked about before how you said God's faithful. He can move mountains for you. Yeah. Give me some examples of how that played out in your life. So job-wise, you know, I, I put it up to God, and, and I, I wanted to find something close to home. Um, I did find something close to home because, you know, I couldn't drive for a little while. My brother was with me, so I ended up putting my brother into the car business to help me out with the driving and stuff because I lost my license for five years. Um, I have a driver now, you know, so. And, uh, and I, I, I was very, very miserable, you know, close to home because the city is really where, where, where I make the money, right? Where, where people knew me, where the most potential. Um, and, and God just revealed to me that, you know, he's going to take you places sometimes to get you a little uncomfortable. But it's for his will. At the end of the day, you just have to be obedience and, you know, be disciplined to, to follow that. So I ended up doing that. I went to Jersey. Um, that's where El Patron came about. You know, I had this huge opportunity to buy into the store. And obviously, coming out of jail, you know, in debt, hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in lawyer fees and things like that and start all over again. Um, I had to really catch up, you know, and I did. So I was there for five years. This, this persona El Patron came about. Uh, we became number two in the district, right? From a store that, you know, right out of 08, which it was a recession and things like that. We bought the store for really, really uh, little money. So we were doing really, really well. And I crushed it, man. I killed it. I went for it. It went crazy. Um, and God just revealed to me that that's what he wanted me to be, you know, because it doesn't matter. It took me, it was four hours just to drive, two hours to get there, two hours to come back. Uh, but the money was good, and you know what? I was just starting all over again. So after so many years being in the car business, I had to start pretty much from the bottom and work my way up again. But he is faithful, and, and like I said to you before, he puts you through those storms sometimes to clean up everything that's going on in your life. And I think that that was a sign to me. That was my aha moment that, you know, this is it. You know, I can only go up from here if I want to, right? Some people have two DWIs, three DWIs, because it says it, like, if you don't – learn from the mistake it's going to happen again you know the second time is a choice it's not a matter of oh it's a mistake again you know they say shame happen once shame on you right so um i did really well in jersey wow. i feel like i feel like that that if you are faithful to him and, and you have that faith that he's going to take care of you um i think that that's all you need i love when you said that storms clear your clutter and yeah. You looking over your shoulder, you see a young man who saw success very early, but then there was the drugs, the alcohol, the 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 times, you know. And now here's this man who wants to be known as someone who's God fearing, who puts family first, who gives your children uh, a life that that you didn't experience. Right. Brother, talk about once the clutter was cleared, how these new uh, desires came to be, you know, how you became a family man, how you became someone who wants to be 
God-fearing and successful? Because I started knowing that, you know, even though I was talented, um, I started reading books, you know, the 10X movement. Um, I started reading, um, I started listening to guys like, you know, Eric Thomas, you know, uh, that guy inspired me a lot. And it was, it, it, it makes sense, right? You can't just be good at making money. You got to be all around with your family, with your kids. And listen, we all fail every day, sure. But the fact that I'm willing to go every single day, I learned how to discipline myself. I learned how to have a better relationship, you know, life balance with my wife, with my children. You know, those things that I took for granted before because God showed me that, look, this can happen if you continue that path. All those things can go away because I could have died that night, you know, and I could have gone away for a very long time, you know, instead of did maybe like 16 months. So going through that, my kids did really horrible in school that, that year, um, obviously, because all this stuff going on, you know, their dad is locked up and this and that. And my wife is there by my side waiting for me. And uh, I remember she said to me, she said, um, she actually got me that painting. It says, the world is yours. And she said, don't worry, you're going to get everything back. And, uh, and everything will be okay. But to, to learn, you know, I never met my real father. Um, and to be there for my kids and to have that relationship with my kids. I have a very good relationship with my, with my kids right now. It's about that balance, right? When it's their time, it's their time. And social media gets in the way and a lot of things get in the way. But I think that if you find time, you know, people say, oh, it's like, oh you can't go to the gym. You can't find time for this. You can't find time to write a book, right? There's always time if you really, really want to do something. Before we go further, I want to take a quick break and tell you about the publishing expertise offered by Speak It to Book and Sermon to Book, where we help men and women of faith become powerfully positioned to impact lives by collaboratively writing their book and building their ministry platform. If you've longed to write your book and impact a broader audience, our team is here to help, even if you don't have the time or energy to write. We've helped riskers like you secure traditional book deals, hit numerous bestseller lists, keynote to 100,000 people in two years, and get featured on Entrepreneur on Fire, Forbes, and Inc. Schedule a free strategy call at calebrakey.com. Life balance is important. I work a lot of hours, but I also have a great relationship with my kids and my wife. And I went hard at it. And, you know, it's just, I was so hungry to, to prove everybody to the world and prove myself that I still got it and I am better than it, better than before. That, that doesn't, my past doesn't define me, you know? That DWI doesn't define who I am. Uh, but most of us, we live in the past and that's the issue. Live in the moment, you know? Tomorrow's not promised, but you got to go in 24 hours and, and give it your best. And that attitude has, has gone, uh, has got me to tremendous opportunities right now. I love that. And that is the perfect segue. You've said that don't chase a million dollars. And I think you can put anything into that phrase. Don't chase wanting to write and become an author. Don't chase wanting to start that business or ministry. Chase the opportunity. Yeah. So I want you to talk to those who are listening right now. You know, we, we talked a little bit beforehand about stepping out in faith, getting out of your comfort zone, risk. There are people right now on that precipice. Yeah. How can you help them shape their mindset when it comes to looking for opportunities instead of some vague result? Okay. Um, yeah, that's a scary one, right? Most people are fearful uh, to take that leap of faith. You know, just last year when I was doing the book, 
Um, I was working at Brooklyn Mitsubishi and that's the highest paying job that I ever had. Um, I left that job without having a job. Um, I left that job because again, I wanted to get uncomfortable and I talk what I preach, right? In these conferences that I make, uh, I talk about all the time going to the next level and the next level is not cliche. The next level does exist. It's a lifestyle and it's something that, you know, it's very obtainable. Uh, to me, making money is easy, you know, but when you make impacts in people's life, right, when you take that risk, yeah, I'm a very risky person. People would tell you he's crazy. He goes for, you know, but God intended for us to have an abundant life, right? And I always say this to people, when he pours so much onto you, you have to pour it into other people. And then again, he comes in, he pours more into you. So a lot of people don't understand what, what people, what, what he's capable of doing, right? He gave me this platform. He gave me this social media and people might feel some type of way, you know, because it's the car business, right? And it doesn't have the, the best reputation, but God has used me in a tremendous way, man. And I get a lot of texts. A lot of people say, hey, man, you inspire me to do better. Uh, you're my mentor. You're my role model. And, and those are the people I do it for. You know, when I get those texts, it makes my day and, and it warms my heart that, you know, I do it for that reason, right? Because no one really was doing it when I was coming up because if I had a good mentor, and somebody that said, hey, listen, do this and don't do that and don't do this and don't do that. I guarantee you, I would have probably not gone the wrong way. But, you know, God had a way and, and, and that's what happens. He uses us uh, to show that, look, what I did for him, what I'm doing for him, uh, it can happen to you as well. But sometimes we just up in the past and then we don't want to take the risk. But there's no reward with no risk. Mm -hmm. I love that. What tips, what techniques can you share to help others who are listening right now take their risk, step into what I would call their kingdom calling. Yeah. We all have a calling. Um, I believe my calling is through social media to bring people to God, to show people like, you know, give him the glory, right? This is what he's doing. He's moving mountains for me. Uh, you know, <laughs> with him, there's a way. I'm going to find a way because, you know, sometimes we get in the midst of it and we mess it all up. But uh, <laughs> because his ways is not our ways. I think that I learned that discipline is very important. You know, you can have goals and you can have dreams and, and God will give you the desire to dream. But remember, he's going to give you what you need. Not what you want. He's going to give you what you need. So at the end of the day, um, I learned to discipline myself. I have certain rituals that I don't break them for anybody, whether I fly, whether or, you know, whether I'm in another country, right? So my, my 15 seconds of grateful. Uh, you know, my prayers in the morning in, in the dealership, you know, you can be a Christian at a dealership. So people don't believe that, but you can, you know, you can give it up to God and let him take control of it. When there's two or more, he's there. And I have a bunch of Christians that, that work for me um, right now. But I think that when you find that little ritual that works for you in the morning, when you wake up in the morning and he works for you, regardless of what people say, keep doing it. If he makes you successful, keep doing it. Don't, don't listen to the naysayers. Jesus was the most hated person in the world. And look what happened. He changed the world. Hmm. Rudy, what would you say to your former self when you were delivering pizzas? And then when you got that first job, what would be that advice you'd give? And, and now you have a son who's pretty much at that age working for you at 19. What would you say to him just as he gets started almost at the exact same area where you were all those years ago? Yeah. 
you know, it's a different generation, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, kids these days is way different than 17 years ago. Uh, they don't have the, the, the stamina that we have, the worth ethic, right? Millennials, they don't want to work, you know, they, they, they want more salary than, than to work hours. But we have to just get adapt, uh, adapt to that. I don't have any regrets. You know, the way that I see it is that those things that I went through, I had to go through because I didn't want to learn. I was very stubborn. And I feel like God had put me through, you know, those things. And it says, I'm going to put you through it again if you, if you don't want to learn. You know, like until you get it, like I'm going to continue to put you through those challenges. But every time you, you, you learn from those things, your faith makes it becomes stronger. And I think that it makes you more of a fighter and make you more a believer of the God that, wow, God is doing this in my life. And look how many people are impacted, right? He wants you to live that abundant life. And back then, I just couldn't comprehend that, how big the kingdom, right? We're, we're the church, and we're supposed to bring people to him. And he said, go and share my, my message to the world. I think we need to do a lot more than that because God is doing amazing things in my life right now. And, you know, for all of us, right, you as well. And sometimes, like I told you before, I feel like I don't deserve it. You know, why? You know what I mean? But it, it's his way. Amen. Impact, impact, impact. I've heard this out of your mouth several times now. Where are you headed in the next two to five years? What's the thing that God is putting on your heart in terms of your impact? You know, we see it, uh, you at your dealership from bringing God into every part of your life to how you're raising your family. What's that impact that you have on your heart right now that you want to make over the next two to five years? I mean, the opportunities that he's presenting right now, um, I'm about to become owner of like four dealerships right now, uh, Caleb. And, and I'm like, how is this even possible? But I guess it's in my dreams, right? It's something that I wanted like five, six years ago. I wanted to create my own auto group uh, with my own branding. And uh, God is making a way, man. People are just calling me. And because of my persistence and because of how I am, the old positivity and just give it to him and say, look, this is what he's doing to me. And I don't want to share it. And, you know, people are some, like, oh, stay away from religions, stay away from politics on social media. But I feel like he, he's the one making a way. So how can I not give him the credit? Um, so I think the next two to five years, uh, my life is going to change dramatically for the better. And I think uh, I'm going to be able to retire in 10 years. I keep saying that. I've been saying it for the past four years that I don't want to be in a dealership at 50 years old. Um, I'm about to be 40 years old in three weeks. And, uh, I think it's God's making a way for me to do it. Amen. And leave my legacy, you know, to my kids. That's awesome, brother. Absolutely awesome. Winding down here, I always ask this question. Fill in the blank. Risk is? Risk is everything. You risk your, your relationship. You risk your money, right? Relationship with God, you know, two hours is not enough on a Sunday. You know, so I try to do Bible studies when I'm here uh, on Wednesdays with my brothers and share the word and share how my day was or give them a little glimpse of, hey, look, I know it's rough out there, but there's better days ahead or, you know, give, give, um, give thanks for another day that you give, you know, you don't got to have a million dollars in the bank to be blessed. You woke up and you, you took a breath and uh, you, he gave you another day, you know, that should be enough. And don't get me wrong, money's, I'm not saying nothing against money, not the wrong money. God doesn't, doesn't have an issue you having money. That shouldn't be the main thing, you know what I mean? Amen. Thank you so much for joining me for the Riskers podcast. Brother, where in the world can we go to find you and connect with you? Uh, pretty much on social media or 
You can just Google El Patron with two N's and uh, all my platforms are linked in there. So, or you can go to elpatronsocial.com as well. I have my own website there. Um, the book is Game Changer. So it's already on Amazon and I have some five-star reviews as well. Thanks to you. Um, I love the book and uh, it's definitely uh, a game changer as well. It's also like a, uh, we made it like a workbook so you can actually write it down because I believe that a plan is a plan, right? But if it's not a written down or if you don't write down your goals, it's just a wish. So we made the book that way so people can plan ahead and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do to change my life to become a game changer because you are all a game changer. It's just a matter of having a peer mindset and believing in the man upstairs that he makes it happen. Mm. Hey, if you're listening right now, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite platform. If you've enjoyed today's episode with Rudy, hearing his incredible story from El Salvador and God just reaching down and absolutely changing his life, uh, leave a five-star review. We'll share it on a future podcast. Tell us how Rudy's story impacted you. And finally, if God is calling you to risk, Risk is everything, you know? So if, if he's calling you to risk, most likely it's to heal a pain in this world or solve a problem in this world. You get to be a part of something bigger. So get started, whatever that is in your life, whether it's writing a book, starting a business, building a ministry, or just serving your neighbor or someone on the street. Start the journey today. Rudy, thank you so much for joining us for the Riskers podcast, brother. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Riskers podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Speak It to Book and Sermon to Book, where we're on a mission to teach kingdom-minded men and women how to write, publish, and market best-selling books and build world-class platforms. To learn more, go to www.calebrakey.com.